You know, I'll never forget my old dad. When these things would happen to him, the things he'd say to me. What did he say? What the hell are you doing in the bathroom day and night? Why don't you get out of there? Give someone else a chance. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find. I'm Adam Portress. Uh, we have an interesting show today, and when I say we, I really mean me. I am uh, flying solo on today's show, but don't worry, you're going to get a full Film Find episode. Uh, since I'm, you know, by myself, I'm going to do a little bit more producing. You know, uh, I can actually sit back and edit it as opposed to doing everything kind of live. So uh, there'll be more uh, music and you know uh, some trailer type stuff and whatever I decide to kind of throw in there at the last second. But, uh, yeah, it's just me today, uh, so I here's basically the easy structure. is uh, I'm going to be uh, doing a little What You've Been Watching, and then I'm going to delve into the uh, review I have for this week, um, uh, Oblivion. That is the, uh, the movie that came out uh, last weekend. I had a chance to see it, and uh, by, it's uh, from the director of uh, Tron Legacy, which I didn't much care for, but uh, we'll see if uh, Oblivion kind of changed my mind on this guy. Um, I mention it sometimes uh, at the end of the podcast. I figure I'm going to throw it up here at the beginning just in case. Uh, you never know. Maybe you don't make it all the way to the end. And, you know, sometimes I can understand that, I suppose. But I think we're a pretty damn good show, and you should be listening to the whole damn thing. Anyways, uh, just want to put it out there for you guys. Uh, if you want to contact us in any way, go to the film. Uh, just email us, thefilmfind at gmail.com. If you go to thefilmfind.com, that's where you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, so you know when anything that we're doing is coming out. Uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes, and while you're there subscribing on iTunes, for heaven's sake, please go ahead and give us a review on iTunes. Uh, that just helps other people find this podcast, and that's where more people can like it, and then, you know, I, I don't know, I become a millionaire. That's what the internet's led me to believe, is I can become a millionaire off this. That's never going to happen. I, I don't even. I, I'd be. I'd be happy to be a hundred air sometimes. You know what I mean? But uh, no, just just do that so other people can find the podcast, and that's that's how you know this thing grows is just kind of word of mouth. So please tell a friend, subscribe, review us on iTunes. If uh, you review us on iTunes and we like you, uh, what we're going to do is we're actually going to. Um, we're going to give something away. We we have a couple of things. We don't really want to say what it is, but we have a couple of things. Matt has some things. I have some things. We're just going to send off, uh, you know, some special uh, special whatnots to uh, people that review on iTunes and uh, whatnot. So please do that. Anyways, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break here, and uh, I'm going to come back and do a little uh, what I've been watching. So uh, uh, sit in, guys. It's a, it's a one-man show today, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Prison as a place of punishment. Caged heat. Enter the female jungle of women's prison, USA. 
A seething hell of steel and stone where bodies behind bars ache with hunger for a man. Any man. Where caged passions ignite in carnal confinement and explode into violence. We have a violent sorority here. A very strong ways of dealing with it. You're in a house of desperate women here. And a long, long way from home. You can't do this to me! Caged heat. It must explode. About to get it, thing. Oh. <laughs> Knock your pretty little teeth so far on your third, you're going to get a picket fence around your asshole. I'm pretty good at this. Oh, 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 My name's crazy, honey. What's yours? Bernice. Two choices, Bernice. Do what we say starting now, or say goodbye to the world. Uh, I'll take the first. Raised by carnal confinement, ripped by prison pigs, torn by penal passions. Women without men in the cruelest bondage of all. If you could get in, they'd let you do anything. Caged heat, heat, rated, rated. Uh. How come ain't no black people performing in this hotel? We ain't good enough for you people? We got Lionel Richie performing here tonight. Lionel Richie ain't been black since the Commodores, man. Alright everybody, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, what you've been watching lately. I haven't been watching a whole lot. Uh, I've been kind of busy doing a little bit of this, that, and the other. Uh, but I'm going to go over a couple of things I've been watching recently. Uh, now, I haven't gotten to finish it yet, but uh, I started uh, Lockout with uh, uh, Guy Pierce. Uh, it's, uh, I thought this was going to be a great idea. You know, I mean, think about it. I mean, we, we, ever since this uh, this movie was announced that it was coming out, and you know, I saw the trailer, it was like, oh, this seems like a really interesting idea. Uh, it's it basically what's going to happen when we see a Luke Besson movie, uh, kind of in the future. Granted, you know, we've seen that obviously with like the Fifth Element, but uh, another kind of like that era, uh, it, you know, sort of. I don't want to say Fifth Element esque because it certainly doesn't look anything like that. But uh, so I jumped in and I was like, okay, let's uh, let's give this a shot. And uh, I haven't made it all the way through. I've been kind of bored with it uh, and so sad with that. So I may have to start kind of watching that in chunks to be able to kind of uh, take it all because it's it's quite boring. Uh, and some of the CGI I gotta say is some of the worst I've ever seen in so much. I've seen. I've seen Michael Bay uh, visual effects like previs videos, 
uh, where they like, here's where all the special effects are going to be that look better than the special effects in uh, Lockout. So very, uh, very bummed that that wasn't nearly as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, let's see. I also recently checked out. Uh, well, I'm going to say something else that I actually stopped watching. Uh, I, <laughs> I know that this is weird. It's like, what have I been watching? It was kind of quickly turned into what haven't I been watching? Um, I'm a big David Cronenberg fan. I, I really enjoy his work. Um, obviously, yeah, most notably his earlier stuff. Like, like most Cronenberg fans, let's be honest. Um, but I, I was like, I decided uh, on Netflix Watch Instant they have his uh, his newest one, uh, Cosmopolis, I believe is how you pronounce it, with uh, uh, Robert Twilight Pattinson. And despite him being in it, I was like, you know what? It's a Cronenberg flick. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I am sad to report that I didn't make it more than five minutes into this movie. And not because of story or anything like that, because honestly, I didn't get far enough into it to even be offended by that. What happened was, as I, I turn it on, there's uh, you know some shots of a limo. Uh, Robert Pattinson say, uh, standing outside a limo says some snarky crap or whatever to like a bodyguard or what have you. Who knows what he is? Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, cut to he's riding in a limo with Jay Baruchel for some reason. Again, I I didn't let it get enough into the plot to let me know about this. But the reason that I turned it off was that I looked. Okay, there's bad CGI, and then there's things that are, you know, a high school uh, broadcast journalism department could do better. And so they're riding in the limousine, and the green screen that is outside of the windows for this, and the compositing that was done was so awful, I was like, screw this movie, I'm not watching this. If, if David Cronenberg does not care enough to make decent green screen video, which anyone can do. I mean, you know, honest to goodness, you got an iMac and, you know, 20 minutes time on your hands to learn something, you can make halfway decent looking green screen footage. This looked awful and atrocious, and I refused to watch it. It's like, if you don't care enough about that, I don't care enough to watch your movie. I don't care if it's gotten good reviews, bad reviews. When you don't care that much, and especially if you're a celebrated, you know, uh, enjoyed director, a director enjoyed by many, there's no real reason that I should have to sit back and watch you kind of half-ass it for everybody. There's no excuse for that whatsoever, and I just, I'm sorry. Just by principle alone, I can't continue to watch that. Someone write in, tell me if you really enjoyed that movie, if it was something that was worth watching. Because, frankly, I was just, I was very nonplussed about the whole thing. See, I also watched Chronos uh, for the first time. Chronos uh, is Guillermo del Toro's first uh, feature-length film. Uh, it's available on Hulu Plus right now and on Criterion, obviously. And um, it's a good film. Uh, you know, you got Ron Perlman in uh, not a ton of makeup, which is really, uh, sometimes it's weird because it's almost disconcerting to see him without makeup. But, uh Kronos is a good flick. Y'all to check that out. I also saw um, another ESPN 30 for 30. This one was called uh, Broke, pretty much about how uh, professional athletes just you know get tons and tons of money and then blow it all on uh, everything from bad accounting to buying you know horribly you know 
huge houses and you know cars for everyone that they know. Uh, but it, it's a good film, and I, I just it, you know pretty decent. Not not one of the better thirty for thirties that I've seen. But uh, I do want to just kind of point out that uh, on Netflix, Watch Instant, they're uh, pretty much. I, I'm not 100 percent sure if they're all of them, but there there may be all or a good majority of uh, the ESPN 30 for 30 um, documentaries. Uh, it, get, watch those. Even if you're not a sports person, they're very interesting to watch because they're not just about sports. They're documentaries that are you know more human type subjects, but you know they happen to revolve around sports. So if you're not a big sports person and you're like, oh, I can't watch a you know, documentary about sports, who cares? Uh, it's not just about, you know, like, you know, game A was this, game B was this, game C was this. You know, it, it's more more human stories wrapped around sports. So uh, and I also want to uh, give a little shout out to a uh, a friend of mine who actually directed an episode uh uh, Roy, Rory Karf directed uh, t- uh, Tim Richmond to the Limit. Uh, that's a uh, it's a good one and uh, buddy of mine. So go watch that one. Um, that's all I've kind of watched for right now. Uh, but I do want to go over some quick ones that I've actually seen come up on Netflix. And I know if you haven't gotten a chance to see these movies, go ahead and do yourself a favor. Um, uh, Compliance. Compliance came out. I want to say it was last year. Uh, Compliance was one of the. Uh, it was one of the creepiest movies ever. I've never felt so uncomfortable watching a movie as I did with Compliance. It's uh, based on a true story about a, uh, a a guy who calls a uh, fast food chain restaurant and pretends to be a police officer and puts these people, just from being on the phone, puts them through hell. And uh, if if you didn't know that it was based on a true story and things that actually did happen... You would be like, this is bull crap. There's no way that any of this happened. And it totally all did when you go and do the research afterwards. But uh, quite a uh, quite a discomforting movie. But uh, yeah, definitely check that out. That's Compliance. Um, I, I was flipping through and I also saw uh, Pi is actually available. Go watch Pi. If, you, if you're if you a Darren Aronofsky fan, if you liked like Requiem for a Dream or The Fighter or Black Swan... Watch Pi. That's that's his first movie. It was a sixteen millimeter black and white movie. It's fantastic, and uh, yeah, a, a decent amount of people have seen it, but not not enough, I don't think. Also, uh, in the uh, category of not enough people have seen it, Primer is also available now. Um, uh, the director is now he's just got a brand new movie out called Upstream Color, and uh, so that's a new one. So familiarize yourself with his old work and go watch Primer. Uh, it, a movie so intricate with its explanation of time travel that you will almost start to believe that time travel is actually possible. And the last one I want to talk about real quick is um, Scream 4. And I know you're like, why fucking Scream 4? Who's who's talking about Scream 4? And I gotta say, I really, up until the ending, I truly enjoyed Scream 4. But uh, I, I think it's something that a lot of people just ignore because they're like, oh, God, great, another Scream movie. How great can this be? Um, but it was actually really good. And, like, up until the end, because you think, oh, man, all of a sudden they get to a point and you're like, oh, we're coming to the end of the movie. Oh, shit, these guys got balls on them. They are about to do something amazing, and then they kind of pussy out. I blame that on the Weinsteins. I think that that's they probably, you know, were the reasons that that kind of... Uh, 
petered out there at the end. But uh, for a movie that's far better than it uh, has any right to be, um, check out Scream 4 if you didn't get a chance to see it in theaters or whatever. So that's all available on Netflix. Watch Instant right now. So, uh, you know, if you're paying for that, you don't have to pay anything. That's the great part about that. Um, anyways, that's what I've been watching right now. I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and I'm going to come back, and I think I'm just going to delve right into uh, my Oblivion review. So uh, stay tuned. Well, I won't back down. Like Huey Lewis in the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Albert. Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section on the play? Do you, you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> no, Alan. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. In 87, Huey released this for the most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics. But they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of friends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! everybody welcome back uh it's it's just me this week so uh i'm gonna be the only one doing the review 
So uh, I'm this week I'm going to be reviewing Joseph Kaczynski's new movie Oblivion, starring Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, and uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, take a second here and take a listen to the trailer. Got it. On my way. Sixty years ago, Earth was attacked. We won the war, but they destroyed half the planet. Everyone's been evacuated. Nothing human remains. Our job is security and drone maintenance. We're the mop-up crew. Two more weeks, Jack, and we can leave and join the others. Doesn't seem right. We won the war. That was the trailer for Oblivion, the new Tom Cruise movie directed by Joseph Krasinski. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm going to be horrible with names. I'm just going to go right off the top and tell you that. But, uh, yeah, Oblivion opened last weekend uh, to fairly mixed reviews, if not possibly negative reviews. But, uh, nevertheless, did win the box office. And uh, it stars Tom Cruise as Jack, uh, as you heard in the trailer, kind of a guy who's uh, overseeing drone maintenance and everything uh, in the year 2077. Earth has been attacked by an outside force, and uh, everything, all the humans are gone off Earth, and they're actually going, uh, the plan is, is that they're going to go to a, um, a new colony outside of, uh, right on uh, Titan, one of Saturn's moons. And uh, basically, the, there's this uh, structure called the Tet, which is um, taking up all the water in Earth and everything and converting that to energy so everyone can go off to that, uh, to, to that colony. Um, okay, let's, let's get into my overall feeling. Now, uh, Joseph uh, Krasinski, uh, I believe that's how I'm pronouncing it right, yeah. Krasinski. Krasinski? Krasinski? I don't know. But um, 
He uh, he first directed Tron Legacy. Now I'm going to talk about Tron Legacy for a second. Tron Legacy was a like I think a lot like the original Tron was not a very good movie. Um, it was visually stunning, uh, great looking, great soundtrack, but overall the story was very lacking and just kind of boring to me. Pretty to look at, but eh, not so great to watch. Uh, I don't want to say that Oblivion is more of the same because I think there's a bit more of a story there. Uh, the acting is a, is a heck of a lot better. There's no uh, bad CGI characters like there was a horrible CGI Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy. But I think um, I think this Joseph guy has a really good um, head on his shoulders, and I, I don't know that he's at his potential yet, but I think that he can definitely get there. This is certainly a great-looking movie, um, just just as Tron Legacy was. I think this guy has a great knack for getting uh, amazing-looking visuals in there and uh, working really, really well with special effects. Uh, it was the cinematographer was uh, Claudio uh, Miranda, I believe is his name. Um, he he just got the Academy Award for Life of Pi, um, as you've heard on this podcast. Uh, we kind of disagreed with that, but he does put together a. Uh, the, this looks good. It's it's a very good looking movie, a uh, it's a very interesting look at a post apocalyptic kind of world. Uh, I don't think that we've seen anything quite like this before. Uh, you know, bridges and everything covered all the way up, the Empire State Building and how things look. Uh, you you don't really see that in many other films, but overall, the movie itself is very. Um, it's been called a ripoff in a lot of ways, and, and I, I don't know that I necessarily you know agree with that. But uh, there are so many references to other sci-fi films in this movie that it's almost kind of ridiculous. Um, they, he doesn't tread any new ground by any stretch of the imagination. He does kind of retread a lot of things that you've seen in a lot of science fiction films before. I don't really want to talk about many of them because that'll kind of give away a lot of things, but... Uh, Chances are you've seen a good many of the movies that this that this film references. Uh, overall, the performances in it are uh, pretty solid. Uh, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise in this. Um, the weak link, I think, is probably um, the the girl who plays Julia o- o- Olga Korolenko, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Uh, she's she's fair, but. Um, Melissa Leo does a great job as kind of the big voice in the sky that, you know, you heard her in the trailer, like the how y'all doing this morning kind of thing. Uh, Morgan Freeman is Morgan Freeman, who um, essentially, like you heard in the trailer, they uh, Tom Cruise goes out and he ends up finding that there are still humans left on Earth and uh, needs to find out, obviously, you know, what they're up to and why why they are still there. And, you know, just tells Tom Cruise, hey, you've been lied to. This isn't your kind of assignment or whatever. All right, so let's get into a little bit of the story. Um, basically, um, Jack, Tom Cruise's character, uh, he wakes up, uh, like he has these dreams at night of a life that he doesn't remember. Uh, a, a life before uh, all of the destruction, a time before he was even born. And he sees this woman in his dreams and, you know, wonders who she is, what kind of connection, uh, you know, the two of them have together. And, uh, so one day while he's out looking for stuff and different drones to fix and whatnot, essentially after I, – I don't want to go through the whole big thing because some of it's – it's not the most entertaining thing in the world to you know just kind of go, and then they did this. But essentially there's a group of 
humans that get deployed back out onto the earth and uh he finds yeah they so the drone is actually going after and killing these people he decides to you know stop the last person from being killed he looks into the uh little uh kind of stasis pod if you will and uh sees the woman that he's been dreaming of and it kind of goes from there and if i say too much more than that but you probably can actually infer some of it yourself I don't want to talk too much more because obviously, you know, spoilers and whatnot, but, uh, and I, you know, I don't have anybody to bounce off of this week, but overall, there's not a ton to really say about this movie because it doesn't say a whole lot. It's very, um, it's very derivative of other things that are put out there, but not in a horrible, bad way to where you're like, this is unwatchable. It's, it's actually a fun watch. I actually went and saw it in, uh, the IMAX, which, is really a great way to see it because this movie is very visual. The sound effects are really, really great. Um, and the soundtrack is actually pretty good as well. Uh, not as good as like, you know, Tron Legacy, but uh, still, you know, something so, something definitely worth a listen. But uh, over, overall, the movie, I would say, you know, I, I got to give a, I give it a solid three out of five stars. I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie. It's not going to change the way that you look at science fiction or any of these other type things. But um, I think for the most part, you know, if you enjoy sci-fi movies, you're probably not going to be, you know, too awful bored by it. It is a touch long. It's a little bit over two hours. So there's a little bit there that's kind of like, eh, you know, maybe some things could have been edited out. But uh, certainly a gorgeous looking movie, uh, entertaining enough as it, as it is. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much my review for uh, Oblivion uh, just that was out this weekend. Yeah, that's it for uh, this week's film find. Um, Short episode, but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be back with uh, some more. uh, Maybe I'll have a, I I certainly hope I'll have a guest host so I can, uh, you know, kind of have somebody to bounce off of. Those shows are always much more fun when you have somebody to uh, banter with and say, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Um, So, yeah, that's it for uh, this week's edition of the film find. Um, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, anything like that, please email us at thefilmfind at gmail.com. You can also go to thefilmfind.com. There you can uh, find all the links to like us on Facebook, uh, uh, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes. And if you're there in iTunes, like I said before, if you um, review us on iTunes, give us a good review. And, uh, you know, we'll pick somebody out of the lot and give them a little uh, something or other. So, uh, yeah, definitely do that. Uh, I think next uh, next full podcast, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be uh, reviewing Michael Bay's new movie, Pain and Gain, a smaller budget Michael Bay movie. And I say smaller budget, but that's for Michael Bay. You know, I think, you know, <laughs> the catering budget probably for Pain and Gain was bigger than most independent films. So small, small for Michael Bay's. So you know for his type of movie anyways uh so yeah that's that's the plan hopefully and uh, maybe we'll throw in the uh, film find five here or there so uh yeah that's it for this week everybody i am adam portress and uh we'll see you next time everybody's on consolation everybody's trying to tell me what is right for me Daddy tried to bomb me with a sermon But it's plain to see Comfort me
Sorry about that, but uh, yeah, Matt didn't have, get a chance to see the movie, and uh, this movie came around, and uh, at all, my, my birthday was 
uh, on the 22nd, so things are going kind of weird, and had all kinds of weird different things uh, come up, so uh, podcast being a little bit late, but, you know, for overall, I, I think we're all right, but, uh, you know, email us, filmfindatgmail.com. Uh, we need some uh, fan interaction, need some of that, and that'll help, uh, I think that'll help really kind of get things going, things moving, uh, give us some more topics to uh, discuss. You know, tell me my review this week was crappy. <laughs> I don't care, you know, but uh, do that. Anyways, uh, short episode. Uh, if you've listened this far, um, thanks. <laughs> really, thank you. Um, wasn't the greatest show in the world, but, you know, we all have these things, you know. They can't be uh, they can't be Grand Slam home runs every single time. Every now and then you're just going to get, you know, on first. <laughs> so... Anyways, if you listen this far, God bless you. Thank you for listening, and um, we'll do we'll uh, we'll try to get you an even better show next week. So, take it easy, guys.